0: If you remember when your husband was your boyfriend, you'll know that all you wanted to do was spend every minute of every day for the rest of your life with him. Well, you got your wish and now you get to enjoy forever with him. Welcome to the rest of your life with your forever boyfriend, or should I say ex-boyfriend. Here are five ways I have found work magic in my relationship with my forever boyfriend. I think you'll find them useful. Welcome to the Women Rising Together podcast, a place for women with a deep desire to change their lives and the course of their future. And now here's your host, life coach, Addie Sharf helbling Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome to episode 98. I hope you are doing amazing. I hope you're having an amazing Monday. I record my podcast on Monday, and so I hope that you are having an amazing day wherever you are, whatever you are doing. Welcome to this episode where we're going to be talking about our forever boyfriends, or we could also say ex-boyfriends, but I think I like the, the phrase, um, forever boyfriend. A while ago, I remember I had not seen, it was a family get together and I had not seen one of my nieces for a while. And my husband and I had just um, had gotten married since the last time she saw us. And I said, do you remember him? Meaning my husband. And she says, I think I do. And I said, yeah, he is my ex-boyfriend. And the reason being is because we were now married. But in this episode, I do want to talk about treating our husbands as our boyfriends because the reason being is that if we remember back to the beginning of our relationships, and the reason why I decided to do this is because it never ceases to amaze me when I see um, somebody getting a divorce, somebody who Seem so happy and to have everything and to have a beautiful marriage with children and everything seemed picture perfect and then to see that they are getting a divorce or they got a divorce and that is a painful thing to go through and here's why I think it's a painful thing to go through a divorce and that is because For the most part, for most couples, you still love the person you are divorcing. At least that was my case when I got my, when I got divorced. And I think if it wasn't that you still love the person, it wouldn't be so difficult. Because when you don't love each other anymore, things don't really matter. You make decisions with less emotion. You decide on how you're going to divide the assets and all of that. But when you have, when you still have feelings for the person and your, all of your emotions are involved, it makes things more difficult because you still love them or you still love each other. And so it's a really painful reality, but at the same time, it's something that I think um, deserves to pay attention to and to talk about it into. At least for me to share, I I wish somebody uh, would have shared back when I was getting a divorce things that could have saved my marriage. And so now being wiser because of life coaching, um, I want to share with you just five short things that have made a big difference in my marriage and how I see difficulties when difficulties come, which... I, I know we don't see it on social media because it's not really that often that we see any any marital problems being discussed on social media simply because mostly I think most of us uh, go on social media to, to be enlightened, to be inspired, and to be refreshed and looking for positive things. And so most people won't share that, but it doesn't mean that it's not happening. And so here are the five things I have found useful in my marriage. Some of them um, have worked better than others, and they're not in any particular order. But here's the first one. The first one is. Uh, To remember the beginning. And in the beginning, of course, we are always, there's always much anticipation of the future to come uh, with that person, what our lives are going to be like. We have butterflies in our stomachs and we just dream of the ideal future that we are going to have together. Um, You are in love and everything seems perfect. Even when you may see things about, about him that you don't particularly care too much about, you kind of, they're not they're no big deal, right? They're no big deal. Otherwise, you would not have married him or stayed with him. You know, maybe you're not married. Maybe you have a longtime boyfriend and, um, and he's like your husband. But in the beginning, you, we don't really look at those things as deal breakers. And so welcome to now, your dream came true, right? You are with him, you've been with him, but now things seem to not be working so so magically. So number one thing is looking back to the beginning, how things were back when you first met each other. I know my husband and I sometimes, we especially in the summer when it's nice outside we sit outside and oftentimes it helps and I encourage that myself for both of us not just for him but for myself too for both of us to talk about our journey together because it's been quite a while now and we talk about when we met and how was and he he tells me like the first time we met how he felt and and how he fell in love with me and I tell him and we have done this you know several times like what was it about each other that made us fall in love with each other like what was it that made me feel so comfortable with him and and he'll tell me the same thing and so I really encourage you to go back to that time and and see what it was that captured your heart at that time that, that your husband was doing, how he was, all the things that made you fall in love with him. I really, I really highly recommend that. I know it works for me. And in fact, in my divorce, in my first marriage, that was one of the things I lost. I completely forgot all of that. I focused too much on what was not working and I totally forgot the reasons why I had married my husband. And so, number one, remember the beginning. Number two is give up trying to change him. I think us wives, we find the perfect guy and then we set out to change him. (laughs) That's, That's how it works. It's like, I don't know why that is. But most of us, we ignore red flags sometimes. And I think I may have talked about this in other episodes. But we may ignore little red flags that don't seem that important in the beginning. Uh, But then we set out to try to change our husbands, you know, the way they do certain things or the way they don't do things we want them to do, all kinds of different things. And so here's one of the things I want to say is that we cannot change people. If you ever had anybody try to change you, even yourself, like try changing yourself and then you'll see how hard it is. To change. So if you could change your bad habits, uh, you would you would most likely not be worrying about changing your husband's habits. And I know that from experience because I experienced that as, as well. Even though I'm a life coach, I still have a human brain that likes to focus on the deficiencies of my husband, whether they are tiny or, you know, bothersome or whatever, that's just something around us. And so one thing I have to say is that when we focus on others' faults, and when I say faults, I'm doing air quotes because we, we just see those as faults, the, the meaning of that is that we ourselves are not busy enough improving ourselves because all of us, all of us, I think, even people who are extremely successful, millionaires, famous, whatever, everybody is always improving themselves, it, working on their craft. And so when we have time to find Others' faults, it means we are not spending enough time improving our own selves. So next time you find yourself trying to change your husband, when you could be changing yourself, that's, that's we are the hardest people to change ourselves and we have power over us, or at least we have the most power. Um, then you'll see that you could be spending your time somewhere else. Like for example, sometimes I could be criticizing my husband or just, you know, nagging him for something. And while my my closet needs could be uh, or the side of my closet, we have a walk-in closet. While my side could be reorganized, your underwear drawer, how does it look? Uh, do you need a pedicure, a haircut? I know I do sometimes. And I could be doing that. I could be exercising more. I could be reading things to enrich my life, my mind, to f- furthering my my skills, strengthening my relationships with my family. Are there family members in your family that you um, could be in touch with and you could be working on those relationships? Because here's the thing. When we work on ourselves, we really don't have time to worry about what other people are not doing that doesn't measure up to our standards. So try to pay attention to that. If you're trying to change your husband, see where in your self there's still work that you could be focusing on and perhaps By doing that, you could inspire him to change. I was reading a book recently where the guy who wrote it was talking about how his wife was, he needed to take care of himself better. And his wife started to work out and taking care of herself. And he knew he was the one that needed to do that for himself, but she never nagged him. She always just focused on herself. She went to work out all the time. She ate healthy, but she never, ever nagged him. And he said that through her example, he was inspired to change as opposed to her saying, why don't you eat this? That's Don't eat that. That's not healthy for you. And why don't you exercise? All these kinds of things that sometimes we tell our husbands so that's um that's one thing um keep up trying to change him number 3 is focus on his virtues and also remember his trials as human beings we and this is a, this is really sad it's kind of it's a little bit heartbreaking if you really think about this um too often unfortunately we forget that we all all of us have been through difficult times in our lives. A lot of us, most of us, like if you're human, you've probably been to some difficult things in your life. Some very hurtful things that shaped who you are right now, who you are today to an extent. I know that A lot of us have done a lot of work to overcome and to get past things that happen in our lives. But to an extent, they still have a hold on us in some way. Like, for example, if you were cheated on, uh, you may be a person who tends to be a little bit cautious about friendships that your husband may have because of your past experiences, or if you were mistreated by somebody else, even your parents and your family or whatever it may be, right? So when I remember that my husband has been through some hard things in his life that have shaped him to an extent to... Um, become the person he is today, I have so much more compassion for him and understanding of how his, his mind works, how his feelings work, how he is guarded about certain things. So maybe your husband has been through something like, wouldn't you like to be understood based on things that you've gone through in your life. I know myself, I have been sometimes, um, I, things people put demands on us in, in different ways. Like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do more? Why don't you do this and that? And sometimes we just have to do what's right for us, for ourselves, The same goes for our husbands. Sometimes the way they operate, the way they think, and the way they feel, even sometimes unconsciously, may have something to do with trials they have gone through in their lives. So especially if we already know things that happen in their lives, it would um, go a long ways for us to understand trials they've been through and also share maybe some of your trials with him and by doing so maybe there will be a bond that that comes out of it maybe you already do that i'm not saying that you don't but this is something that i think oftentimes as human beings we forget like people out on on the street or at the store doing awful things being rude being um impatient all these kinds of things we forget we we get mad we get um impatient with them and that's because we forget that maybe they are going through something we don't understand and the same goes for our husbands let's focus on their virtues the things they do great that they're good at maybe the reasons we fell in love with them and not forget that they've been through things in their lives as well because when we remember that we have more compassion number four is appreciate them or him appreciate him and his efforts i think sometimes we forget to be grateful in a lot of different ways in, in life in general that since we're talking about husbands we're gonna keep it on that but just in, in life in general we can be uh, so forgetful us to how amazing life is uh, how easy life is sometimes compared to other generations that came before us and we forget to appreciate our husbands efforts what our husbands do as men as husbands as providers as protectors that show us that show you how much he loves you how much they love us men show love in in different ways, I think sometimes some men maybe uh, for them the way they protect their wives, the way they provide for their wives, is their way of showing love. I know I've I've heard um, I was listening to was it Byron Katie? I don't remember. But anyway, the wife was saying that she didn't feel that her her husband loved her because he didn't like talking or he was closed up or something like that. And she, the, the coach asked her, what does your husband do? And he, she said he works all day and he works too much and he's tired uh, by the time he comes home. And she said, if you want to know if he loves you, just look around, look at what he provides. And I think, Often we forget those things. We forget to look around and see all the things that our husbands do for us. After a while of being with them, of getting used to the things we neglect to know it is and appreciate their efforts, their contributions, their contribution to our lives together, their hard work. Their sacrifices in in whatever ways they sacrifice themselves, depending on what jobs they have. Sometimes maybe they have to work, they have to get up super early. Maybe they have a long commute. Maybe they have to work out in the environment in the cold and the heat in dangerous conditions. Um, who knows? Learn to appreciate the effort that your husband puts. Because he's married to you, because he has a family, because he's your husband. I know for myself sometimes, since I've been learning all this, I am so glad to have this knowledge. Because I can see, I can take time to just like when I see something, I can slow down and really pay attention and see my husband, my husband's efforts. And I appreciate him so much more for that. And number five is allow him to be your hero. Allow men, if men, if there's anything that gives them the courage and the strength to thrive is for them to be our heroes. To be a hero in general, but mostly to be their wives' heroes, their protectors men want to do that men want to be our protectors and to be and to provide for us for their wives I for the most part I'm not saying that all men are like that but most men innately are that way and when we allow them to do that they thrive and when they thrive oh my gosh like the sky is the limit for what a man will you know can do for you and will do for you when we allow our husbands to just be men, we also are less stressed because it's we allow them to be who they are by being who we are meant to be as their wives. When we are grateful receivers, just allowing them to give to us what they so much desire to give us, we synchronize with each other's Innate and natural energy. The 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 masculine and feminine energies collide and magic happens. I don't know how else to describe it, but I I was not aware of this before. I I used to think that being a strong female was the best thing to be, being independent was the best thing to be. Well, You know, how is a guy supposed to feel needed when that's how you are? I'm not saying that you should not be those things in certain instances, in certain situations. If you you have a job or a dream to do certain things, of course, we can do all that. But then there is the relationship portion of that. And when we allow... Our husbands to be our protectors in a way that they want to protect us with or provide for us it's 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 like the sweet spot I want to say because even if you are a strong driven woman who wants to go out into the world and do amazing things, it doesn't take away from him because you still allow him to be who he is innately in his being, how he, how his makeup is Um, in the, in Marianne Williamson's 10 bridges of transformation. She talks about that. And I was like, wow, that is so incredible because I have made some of the mistakes that she talks about in that book. And so just remember, even if you are a go getter a boss and your job and your, uh, in whatever you do in life, nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But when you are with him, when you are his wife and when you are home, when you, when you really are bonding with him as his wife and he as your husband, just remember that that is a different, There, it's a different state of being, I'm going to call it because in that moment, you want to be a receiver of his masculine energy, of his masculine um, greatness that he wants to bestow upon you and all you have to do is receive it and just be you, be, be a woman, be a goddess the goddess that he chose for eternity, forever uh, at least on this earth. Because if you really think about it Our husbands loved us so much that out of all the women that they knew in their lives, whether it was three or 20 or however many, they chose you. Your husband chose you. My husband chose me to give you a ring, to say, I do, to say, I want to be faithful to you for the rest of my life, for the rest of your life. What says more, I love you than that? That's it. That's all. So I hope that you will take this to heart. I know for me, these things have been so amazingly helpful and useful. I always, I'm always reminded to not take my husband for granted whenever he's outside working around the house, doing, you know, heavy things that only guys can do. I always, sit back and take that moment in. I take a lot of pictures of him sometimes without him knowing. And then sometimes uh, when I'm in bed at night and he, he's a night owl, and sometimes I'll go through the pictures and I'll send him a picture and I'll say, I love you because I do. And the things he does for me, for us, for our home, to keep our home going and everything that tells me he loves me. And so I just want you to pay attention to the things that matter in your marriage that your husband does for you and your family that shows he truly, truly loves you. And the rest of the stuff, the little the little insignificant things that happen to practically all marriages, we just don't see it. Those things don't really matter. The things that matter are the really big things. All right, friend. I hope this was useful. And thank you for the honor of your time. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Have a beautiful, beautiful, happy day. Go give your forever boyfriend a big kiss. Hey, do you have a life coach? If you don't have one yet, I would love to be your coach. I created the Master Your Craft program designed to work in specific areas or challenges in your life in a way that works for your specific situation. And I think you would love it. To find out more, click the link in my Instagram bio, a women rising together, where you can also connect with me. Also, if you're finding this podcast useful, I would so appreciate it if you were head over to iTunes and give it a review and rating to help me reach more women who may benefit from listening. See you next time and until then, let's keep rising.